At $200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! You're the king! Only for Super NES. Only for Super NES. You're listening to the SNES Podcast with your host, Soul Blazer. Hello, everybody. This is Super NES Podcast, episode number 161. Uh, as always, uh, uh, your two regular co-hosts are here, Greg and Joe. And once again, we're honored to have a guest host with us again. Um, somebody who's been on the podcast in the past, although it's been a long time since his last appearance on here. Um, we are very pleased to have back in the podcast uh, Aaron Hickman, uh, most notably known from Genesis Gems, along with some other like previous podcasts in the past. So it's great to have you back in the podcast, Aaron. Hey, thanks for having me. It's good to be back. So uh, obviously the world's been the world's been up in arms with everything going on the last the, 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 um, uh, the last the last two years or whatnot. Uh, what have you been doing these days to keep yourself busy? Uh, I actually wrote a whole soundtrack for a Commodore sixty four game uh, that should be really? coming out this year. It's called Ninja wow. Ninja yeah. Carnage, and I was approached to write a soundtrack for this game, which was actually already completely coded. Um, and written uh, just needed music and so yeah I learned a piece of software <laughs> I hadn't used before to work on Commodore 64 music which I, I'd written some before but uh, this was really a crash course in getting that done and then working with the the coder over in France to implement the music into the game uh, but it was, it was a lot of fun uh, I mean working on music for a ninja themed game is just a blast because you can go so many different directions with it um and so it's kind of like a modern day ninja type thing but it's, it's sort of like um you get some little text adventure elements but it's also mixed with little quick time <clears throat> events uh, almost dragon's lair style and then little puzzles you solve almost like a little bit like a like WarioWare type thing where there's little events and things you have to do, but then there's like text that scrolls across the screen and pictures. Uh, but it's a, it's a unique game. It's got a, a sense of humor. It's a little bit adult in the uh, humor department, but uh, it's, it's going to be great and it's going to be free to download. I think there might be a physical edition that comes out eventually, but uh, yeah, he's, he's already got it. It's going to come out in like seven different <laughs> languages. It's crazy. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So there's people who've been translating it to different languages. It's going to be multi-platform, so it's going to be on other 8-bit computers. But I specifically wrote the soundtrack for the Commodore 64, so I'm I'm super hyped about that. So that's kind of been my deal lately. Uh, besides the the podcasting and also working on uh, music with my band, which is myself and my drummer. Uh, we, we take the chiptune songs that I write and then turn them into full band performances. So I've gotten to pick up and do that again and do like live streams and things. I, we're not quite at the point in real life where you, you can go out and play a bunch of clubs and stuff. Uh, 
not not quite at that point because of COVID. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I'm vaccinated. I'm feeling more comfortable about going out places. So, sure. Um, yeah. I'm I'm excited about that part and just getting out there again. But you know, life is good. I guess the other major thing was I've talked about this on a few podcasts, but I just recently got married. Uh, we eloped. We went to Vegas, and it was really cool. We got married at nice. a ghost town. Uh, oh, cool. <laughs> Which was just, it was epic. Uh, and it, it was a road trip vacation after that. So it was, we went to California, we came back. But, uh, you know, while we were in Vegas, I got to check out the uh, Pinball Hall of Fame, which was just amazing. Mm, yep. They have some. Yeah, I'd love to go there. They have a few locations too. Uh, and they just have one of a kind machines there. You can check out Pinball Circus is there, which if you've never seen that, it's the. I believe to be the only one of that one and it's like a multi-tiered almost like pinball mixed with a Hmm. Rube Goldberg machine so check out some footage of pinball circus if you can Um, you know otherwise the only other thing of note is that um, my daughter wanted a Sega Saturn and so it was it was her birthday and I bought her a Sega Saturn and She's like, well, what about the games? And I said, well, you know, uh, Sega Saturn games are really, like Super Nintendo games, they're really expensive right now. So I said, okay, I'll, um, I didn't tell her I was getting her, what I was going to get her, but I ended up getting one of those devices um, that lets you load up games oh, nice. on an SD card. Yeah, so that's been really fun. Her, her birthday was happened recently, and we've really enjoyed and, and the other kids too uh just going through the saturn library uh you know that was i feel like you know you think of like the super nintendo had a lot of great 2d games and rpgs i feel like the sega saturn actually carried on that legacy much more so than the playstation or, or the n64 did because the the saturn was like a 2d yeah, powerhouse it was very good so there's true like, yeah so a lot of those games that we enjoyed on the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis, I felt like were carried on uh, that you could check out on the Saturn. Because I feel like the Saturn did kind of lag a little bit behind in the 3D area, unless it was like Sega making the game and doing like an arcade port. But there was just also stuff that stayed in Japan. There were so many cool 2D games um, worth checking out. So yeah, uh, long story short, that's uh, that's me catching up <laughs> with, with you guys. <laughs> Don't want to go too long there. Sorry about that. That's fine. Like, you're perfectly fine. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say quickly that yeah, the Saturn had numerous the Saturn had numerous problems. So at the uh, problems, but I think the, one of the biggest ones is that you know, like the like the TurboGrafx, most of the best games stayed in Japan. So yeah. what we got here in the states was the states was very very limited. So but but uh, yeah, so cool uh, I, I yeah that's very cool about the commodore because i had a commodore 64 growing up and that system just had like amazing sound yes. uh and i wanted like i know it's gonna be controversial but i still say sid, sid like <laughs> sid beats pokey like any day of the week so i um i would agree with you because here's you know what here's something the pokey can't do which is uh one of its channels can't stay in tune so <laughs> there's some pitches if you've ever listened to enough pokey music uh you know atari 8-bit yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. There, for some reason, it it can't do yeah. certain pitches in tune. I don't yep. I don't remember yep. why that is. 
but yeah, that's that's a definite advantage. <laughs> yes. Yep. And there's some. Yeah, you know. Also, uh, there was some. You know, there were some composers uh, for the Commodore 64, uh, like Rob Hubert, uh, who really could make that uh, flagship sing. Just like you know, just some, just, you know, just some amazing soundtracks that he did for uh, the games he worked oh, yeah, on. Yeah, just so, like doing like but. it would be like ports of arcade games, and then you get a completely different soundtrack, like Bionic Commando, but then it would sound amazing. <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, okay, well, I don't mind so much because it's almost like he took, like, he heard the arcade version or he took a tape recorder and heard it and then he made his completely different version of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I agree with you. Or if you ever, uh, it's not a great game, but if you ever play Golden Axe on the Commodore 64, the music in that game is phenomenal, even if the gameplay suffers because it's, you know, Golden Axe on an 8 bit machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they can only like have you fight against one one bad guy at a time, sort of deal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> music's great. Uh, right. So, yeah, definitely. So, um, great. Well, um, you know, glad to keep him busy. Glad that things are look. Uh, are you glad things are going well for you? Like projects, but projects like whatnot. Yeah, because uh, yeah, you've been yeah, yeah yeah you've been actively working on music for uh, like a music for several years now. But it sounds like you kind of stepped up a bit. So that's cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I've. But. Gosh, I guess I've, I've uh, done chiptune seriously in, like, video game music. Uh, you know, I've done music for video games, uh, but really hit it hard within the last five years, I'd say. Uh, yeah. And, and picked up some more steam. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about whatever's coming next. You know, I, I can't say, you know, like, like the things we do that we love that are our hobbies. I'm not going to say it's like, oh, this is going to replace my main job or anything but um i just love that i'm able to do it in the first place so it's you know it's really just like doing podcasts it's it's about the love and the passion and the fans yeah definitely for sure uh cool well um well yeah so um so uh i reached out to aaron like Aaron, because um, you know, because I was trying to learn to learn some good co-host, and Aaron always, and Aaron, and Aaron, and Aaron always has picks, picks the very obscure and weird games for us to cover in the podcast. Yes, this is a retro <laughs> obscure type game for sure. Yes, he definitely delivered again, like this one. So uh, I never, I never heard this game before. So this was interesting to check out. Uh, what games you want us to examine and sh- examine sh- and shed some light on here, Aaron? This is. Mohawk and Headphone Jack, uh, I believe, developed by I forget the name of the studio, but it's published by Black Pearl, which is like a division of THQ. But yeah, it's Mohawk and Headphone Jack. Yep, exactly. So, uh, the developer for this game was a company called Salt Software, yes. which is part of uh, uh, which also worked on some of the Busby games. So, um, that's their so that's their, like heritage. So. Um, and a uh, Black Pearl slash THQ we've already covered in past podcasts. So I would not spend too much time talking about them like right now. Um, this was a uh, this was a late Super NES game. Yeah. Uh, this got released so this got released in North America in August of '96. Uh, it did not come out in Europe until March of 1997. Uh, did not get uh, did not get a Japanese release as far as I could tell. So it was a U.S. A U.S. A U.S. and European game only. So, and the game title is apparently. People couldn't decide how to spell the game title because in some places Mohawk spelled one word and Mohawk spelled two words. So <laughs> there's no consistency with that. Um, 
They could not agree, I guess, on how they uh, like how it was to be spelled. I couldn't even agree on whether the headphone jack was referring to the second player or whether it was just talking about Mohawk's, <laughs> you know, Walkman and the headphone jack on it. But apparently, according um, to the manual, headphone yes, jack yeah. is player two, who is literally yes. just a reskin <laughs> of player one. Right. Yep. Yep. This game is either single player or like uh, single player or multiplayer, but but multiplayer, but it's not like true multiplayer. No, it's like alternating, it's... like alternating, like alternating multiplayer, which was common for games uh, of the uh, uh, of this t- like of this time. Yeah. So. Um, in, so, an industry veteran, D. Scott Williamson, did most of the work and design for this game, which... It's incredible. Um, like, the, the stuff yeah. he was able to accomplish just coding-wise. Oh, yeah, sure, definitely. So, uh, but they, uh... Yeah, I would, I would say just in terms of, like, the speed <laughs> in which this game runs, there's a little bit of slowdown sometimes, but it's just, like, the speed and also the way... This is literally <laughs> Mode 7, the game. Uh, the... <laughs> The way this game moves is just crazy because you go a million different ways. The screen spins, uh, and it's not up to you. Uh, the, the game spins <laughs> when it wants to spin, um, and it's programmed <laughs> that way. But uh, there's just some crazy ideas that were implemented into this game that I, I think that particular programmer, um, you know, he was the main guy. who It was his concept and idea to program it, so... Um, yeah. my, my hat's off to him in that regard. <laughs> Plus, also the fact it was '96. Yeah. Uh, um, so, and by then, people knew how to get the best out of the hardware. So, I, I agree. Um, like, the, but I, I still can't think of any other Super Nintendo games. We might touch on this more, but like where you would hit select, and you would actually uh, zoom out, and then you'd get a map of the game. And it was real time. It would just zoom you out, and then you could scroll around a map. I only remember doing stuff like that in like a PlayStation game. Um, mm. So it was it was kind of crazy that you could just look around the entire level as a giant bitmap, and then hit select again. Well, and I'm an zoom idiot. You right I didn't even game. know you could do that. That probably would have helped me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It, it's it's almost a must in this game to, to to use that feature and and I can understand if you got lost and it's like because like to be honest it took I, me forty five minutes too, to complete the first level. Be... <laughs> you are not alone. I I think if they would have actually focus tested this game, they would have realized that oh hey maybe we should make yeah. it easier to complete the level. Also, the fact the manual is not that helpful. No. So if you had looked at the manual, I don't know how much you would how much you would glean from that versus like just. I would have known select was a map, so don't feel bad. I don't think that. <laughs> yeah, I but I I don't think the manual tells you. I don't remember if it. I I read it. It doesn't it specifically it, it, tell it, you like, oh hey, you need to collect um, you know this amount of, and it's different on different levels like the amount of CDs you have to collect. To it tells you. It tells you you need to collect CDs. It doesn't tell you how, how many. How many? It, how many that you need? It can though. vary depending on the level. And yes. It's like right. Some levels, like this, is seven worlds, right? And each one has two levels. And the first level, yeah, it's like you have to collect a certain number of CDs in order for you to open up the exit to the the level. But the thing is, when you get to level two. Uh, the CDs suddenly don't really matter all that much. All they do is, you, I think, if you collect enough of them, they show you where the boss is on the map, and that's literally it. You you don't have to 
collect them at all if you don't want to. There's really <laughs> no point. I don't. I don't even think they might boost your score a little bit, but there's really yeah. no point. Yeah. So Aaron, like we know about your love, like like you know, like uh, different, you know, different, different and obscure games. Uh, Spelunker, um, yeah, uh, that's a had, slept on game. I feel like. Yeah. Well, well, well. Not to get, not to get like a target here, but I, but I kind of agree with you. Spelunker, Spelunker's difficult, but it's not a bad game. I think. I, f- but, I, um, I feel a similar way about this this game, where it's one of those games where it's like it's almost tailor made for people to hate it. <laughs> um, so how'd you first like? Yeah, so how'd you? So, so, how'd, you, I, like, so how'd you first like, hear about this game? I got this game confused with two other big '90s two games when I was a kid because I remember reading about it, but never playing it until emulation. So uh, there must have been some ad for it somewhere. Um, and what I recall was confusing it in my head with games like Tempo. Mm. Which was uh, okay. starring another character who I think had some sort of sunglasses, and then uh, Johnny Bazooka Tone, <laughs> which was a, a a game on the 32-bit uh, consoles, and was another thing where it was just like this character with so much 90s tood, um, that I just kind of blended it all together in my head. So that was my exposure to this game was I would read stuff like Electronic Gaming Monthly uh, religiously. And then, you know, my, my friends had Game Pro and, you know, Next Generation, that sort of thing. So I remember seeing at least screenshots of this game, but I, I never saw it in motion until later. And mm. I, okay. I, I feel like this was just doomed to obscurity and part of it is that I, th- I think it really has to do with the, the look of the main character is just not appealing <laughs> it's not it's not I mean it's just like it's a guy who looks like a piece of I don't know like yeah. uh, yellow play-doh um, there was one comment from a reviewer from a reviewer of the, of the game who criticized Mohawk for looking like a naked man with no genitals yeah he, he looks like the uh, the Oscar guy, just with yeah. a little more mustard color. You know, like the the Oscar awards <laughs> guy, uh, <laughs> or Pepsi Man almost. Uh, he's just got this sol- solid color. Like, what is he? And that's what my kids were asking. He's like, they were. My son was actually getting into the game, but he's like, what is this character? Um, my daughter was like, is this like a Sonic ripoff? Like, what's going on here? Um, which is what it was... It does seem like... Yeah, it does seem like they're trying to say that the Super NES could do a fast-paced game like Sonic in some way. Which, ways, which but... I mean, Super Nintendo had already proven by that point that it could if you ever played, like, yeah. uh, Sparkster. Uh, there are... Another are game you never heard of, so... Okay. Well, it's... Uh, you ever played Rocket Knight Adventures? Yes, that one okay, I Okay, so Sparkster was the sequel, um... Released on Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo, but okay. it's right. two different games that were loosely related. Um, so the Super Nintendo one has some like really fast stages without slowdown. But then there was also stuff like Uniracers that proved that Super Nintendo could do like mm-hmm. really fast-paced stuff without slowdown. Right. So yeah. this is this is almost like I, I can't think of many other games that really tried for the Sonic the Hedgehog speed and movement mm. uh, yeah. like this game. I, I, I give this game credit for that because there's not really yeah. other Super Nintendo games that did it quite like this. 
Yep, I do too, definitely. So I definitely agree with you what you said, Aaron, about this game like being obscure or whatever. I, I think that, just um, doomed the obscurity. Think that, um, yeah. Uh, I think there's three reasons for it. One, the late release, because by 96, the Super NES was on the way out. Um, two, um, platformers, by this point, I, th- I kind of think we're kind of going out anyway, except that at least, like, you know, you know, at least, like, 2D platformers. Yeah. It's like, platformers are still popular, but I think the, but I, but I think I, um, but I think more, but 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 I think more attention was being played, but being paid to 3D platformers like the PlayStation trying, like trying to do like a yeah, unless you had like um, s- silicone graphics and you had, uh, you know, yeah, you had those those graphical workstations and you were pumping out, you know, rendered, you know, 3D pre-rendered yeah. graphics on the Super Nintendo. I, I think most kids were already moving on. I mean, you had like Donkey Kong Country 3 by this point. I want to say. Uh, sure. And I think yep. the only other like 2D games right around this time might have been um, what? Maybe Kirby. Well, Kirby's at yeah. Kirby's maybe Adventure Kirby 3 was 96 or 97. Um, maybe uh, maybe maybe Super Mario RPG, which is kind of like more like like 2.5 yeah. as far as it's as far as far as graphics go. So. Um, yeah, so, and, and also the third reason is that the third reason, the third reason, like, is just the graphics, because you already, because as you already mentioned, the graphics are really, they're really the defining feature, like, about this game, um, like, if, um, um, because it's like, you mentioned, you mentioned before, like, about the sonic, you know, the sonic speed, like, whatnot, but, um, but, you know, oh, man, the rotating of this game. Can we talk about oh, that? Yeah, I mean, this oh, was long man. before you had something like uh, before you had Super Mario yeah, Galaxy. Your rotation in this game made me sick. Let me just say that. Yeah, le- yeah, let yeah, let me just say many. Yeah, let me just say that I'm pretty much immune to getting motion sick with games. This is a, uh, this is actually this is actually one of this is actually like, like one of the few games that actually like, did make me motion sick. Yep. So, <laughs> and that's saying a lot. I am just a glutton for punishment because. I, it, it it doesn't <laughs> affect me that much, um, but yeah, I can I can definitely understand where you guys are coming from. So Joe, tell me tell me more about that. Like when you first played this, because I, I it sounds like you yeah, were I, just I was coming, coming into, into it, it blind. So uh, <laughs> when we had the list of games to pick from, I'm sitting there looking at everything and trying like a couple I do, and this one just kind of stuck out. Like I had never heard of it, and I was like, okay, this could be something kind of cool so i was like let's go with it like didn't know anything about it so i i start the game up and i see my little dude and i didn't watch any videos or anything like that so literally going in blind and i'm like okay obviously i gotta grab the cds so i start picking up the cds and everything was fine to start off with and then um I think the first time I noticed <laughs> that I was going to have issues was when I picked up the uh, the wheel power up, um, and I started picking right. up speed, and um, I wasn't quick enough to hit the spike ball, so therefore I was taking quite a few hits. Um, and then, uh, like yeah. the rotation started, <laughs> and and then like yeah. Oh, the the rotation already like the, when the rotation started like I started getting like that small little migraine feeling already like I already knew I was in trouble that lurch yeah. and then on top of that like <laughs> that's only part of it then there's like arrows in the background that you think are just decoration like it didn't dawn on me what they did until I 
finally figured out, oh, I jumped where, like, one of the arrows was, and it switched gravity or, you know, whatever. And, hello, Yoda, sorry. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, um, then things really got crazy, because not only are you spinning at a, uh, high rapid speed but also now you're like warping up and down at the same time <laughs> um <laughs> yes mm. and did you guys go to that bonus stage uh yes that pops up at the I, beginning so i, I encountered when some I bonus first stages, the first couple so. cds a portal opened up and i was like oh cool i was like this was short maybe it was just a tutorial yeah. show kind of like how what you're supposed to do so i jumped in there and then uh yeah space um Space is not cool. <laughs> it's wild because there's gravity from <laughs> right. like all different angles. I mean, it's kind of you know um, like what it is with yeah. space, and so it's it's neat. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind. It does remind me of in Galaxy where you can kind mm. of float around, and so yeah, the physics are real weird. Uh, when when you're in the bonus level. Um, you jump, and if you jump at the right angle and you keep moving forward, the game will actually make your character float, um, and you'll float further and further away from the, yeah. the little planet you're spinning around. And then that's how you'll collect the things that you're trying to collect. But it doesn't... The game um, has a supreme lack mm. of text um, or anything that you would see in this type of game, or at least I remember... In these types of games, sometimes where it'd be like, oh, here's an explanation right. of this thing, where you were kind of expected to just know, like, oh, <laughs> I should just know that these uh, yellow triangles are my health. Okay, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said before, the manual does explain some of this, but doesn't explain like all of it like very well. So, um, oh, oh, and, and oh, and. Like, don't forget your best friend, uh, your best friend ever, like, in a platformer game, Instant Kill Spikes. So, oh, like, you're under yeah. those, and... So... Yeah, I yeah, encountered that in level two. Makes it, not, not cool. Makes it ten times worse. It does, especially, so, like, when you, you... You pretty much have to use that map and be like, oh, shoot, are there spikes around here? Am I gonna turn the... Because <laughs> the perspective constantly shifts, you could be winding mm, yep. around a corner, and then suddenly the gravity drops... And you're falling down a chasm, and you don't realize that down that chasm, like, oh, shoot, there's going to be spikes down there. Because you were like, a minute ago, your perspective was completely different. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, the rotating effect is so bad that there are a number of videos on YouTube where that actually has been, like, corrected. And actually, like, taken out of the video. Oh. <laughs> that you can watch the game without actually suffering from the motion the motion effect, uh, motion effect uh, sickness of it. hilarious to me. Um... But, I think that's great. So I mean, I mean, like, I'm, yeah, because like on one side, on one side, it's kind of too bad because the graphics themselves are very good. I mean, like, you know, graphically speaking, this is a pleasing game. I, I mean, like, you know, um, you know the, you know, except for the main character, of course. But, the, but the backgrounds are very nice. Yeah, and, and some of his animations are, are pretty wild, to be honest. I, I kind of wish they were animations for a different <laughs> character, but uh, I, I think it's cool. Like his his swimming is really oddly fluid um and then the way he does he has two different jumps right so he has like this yes. one jump yeah. where it looks like his head is moving to the other side of his body um but because he's this weird morph creature thing um kind of looks like a, a like a 
I don't know, uh, like a yeah. chia pet. Pretty good. Uh, he's got chia pet hair <laughs> yeah. and then a Play-Doh body. And, uh, yeah, and his head just kind of, when you do that, that, uh, that leap that he does and not like the, the regular or whatever it is, he does two different types of jumps. One's kind of like a little hurdle, but one's a leap and his, it's so weird because his head sort of just like slides to the end of his body. Yeah. It's a very like dog like leap uh um to me. So Yeah, it's it's kinda <laughs> crazy. Uh, but yeah, I get what you mean. Like, um there are some pretty impressive graphical effects and for the most part, uh things move at a pretty fast clip. Uh, mm. I I will say that this does have sort of the, the Bubsy syndrome where the levels mm. sort of blend together. Um because there's well, there's just yeah. the variety there's different types of levels, but it doesn't have, like, the same inspired look as, like, a Sonic game does. It was made by the same people that can be the Buzz, <laughs> the Buzzby games. That's the so, so that's not a shock. It's but, not a shock, but, um, yeah, like, I think, like, yeah. you know what? If you're going to do a platformer, uh, the only game I can think of that really did that successfully, like, where it started in a factory, was maybe the first Batman game on NES. Otherwise, I'm like, you know what? Oh, okay, yep, yep, Factories yep. <laughs> are kind of a boring place to start. Let's be mm. honest. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's no, like, rhyme or reason uh, in the story. The, the story is almost like, uh, you know, here's a little bit of a story, but even then it's just like, yeah, it's <laughs> on the party dude planet, and he's, you're a party dude, and there's one bad dude who doesn't like partying, so he's going to steal all the CDs <laughs> and he's going to spread them everywhere. For some reason, and then you're gonna go to these seven levels that have nothing to do with each other, and that's okay. And that's pretty much the story. Yep, you're right. And exactly, there's weird gravity so. on Party Dude Planet. Yes. <laughs> um. So, Joe, motion sickness issues aside, uh, what do you think about you the know, overall like graphics gameplay with this game? Like, from from the beginning. Uh, oh, yeah, know, definitely. You, 100%. Can, you know, select a one or two player game um, to where you're starting the game off. Um, I'm actually not um, against the design of the character. Yes, he's kind of like Play-Doh-y and like, you know, he moves a little weird. But, I mean, there's quite a bit of detail and he's a good sized sprite. Um, I was actually kind of yeah. impressed by that. Um, you're right. A factory level is very bland and boring. Um, especially um, when a lot of it looks the same. Um, also, and it's right. open world. And then, like, like on top yeah. of that, like I don't know if it was because of the emulation or if that's how the game actually is with the cart. But like, I started the game and there was no music until after I collected a giant CD, oh, and yeah, then that's suddenly definitely... there was music, and the music was really good. But I found it very odd that like. Here's a game that's clearly <laughs> designed around the music aspect because you're collecting CDs, and yet there was nothing, just nothing. Uh. It was a void when you first start out. <coughs> okay. Yeah, I didn't have that issue. Yeah, I played on real hardware. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I did get music. Um, but it, the music system is kind of interesting, and I don't know if you wanted to touch on that, Greg. It, it's unique. I think. Mm. Oh yeah, uh, the music of this game, I like, 
Uh, yeah, the music of this game, like, is very good, I think. Like, I like it a lot. Uh, it is very fitting for mm -hmm. this game. It's very, like, it's very, like, heavy rock style. Yeah, and so. it's like, they almost like they uh, came up with, uh, I think it's, they came up with different yeah. fake bands for the game. And so you yeah, collect these sure. big CDs, and it's like, the same song will keep playing level to level until you collect a big CD, and then you'll get, uh, another piece of music, and then exactly. when you get to a mm -hmm. boss, you'll get music for them. Uh, and then you'll, yeah. I think that's cool. You unlock music as you, as you go along and then you've got new songs to check out and play. And you've got like one band that honestly sounds like <laughs> the Mortal Kombat theme and like five <laughs> different flavors. I'm like, I'm down for that. Uh, and yeah. then you know, another one that's kind of like a more um, like nineties uh, hard rock style. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. So I, I, I yeah. dig, dig the, dig the variety and I thought it went well with the theme Um you know, I, I wasn't 100% on board with all the samples they used, but especially because it was like a game in 1996 on the Super Nintendo, like you yeah. kind of have to wow me a little bit. But I, I would say it was it was fairly solid. Yeah, sure, definitely. So, yeah, we mentioned the bosses. So the bosses, the boss fights are interesting, I think. Um, it's. Um, Oof. I mean, they're, the first boss yeah. is, is straight out of Sonic 2, let's be honest. Yes, it is. So It made me laugh. I mean, it made me laugh. I'm like, this is Dr. Robotnik <laughs> with a smiley face. Yeah, so... Yeah, so I really didn't think most of the bosses like were difficult. I, 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 it's like it's like it's like it was ten times harder to get to the boss than actually beating the boss itself. Yeah, it was like, okay, I'm on the boss level. I had to figure out where the boss is, and to do that, I have to like find some teleporter that transports me halfway across the stage, and then I have to find another teleporter, uh, and that can be very, very confusing, especially with like the spike traps and all sorts of crazy stuff going on. So like, I I'm with you. Once you get to the actual boss, it's more like okay, let me uh, you know turn into my spin dash hedgehog wannabe thing uh my spiky ball uh spiky ball yeah, yep. my spiky ball and i will spam it at the boss otherwise i can do this crazy uh attack on everything move with the x button where it's just like your character uh kind of self he, he explodes basically and just mm -hmm. flies into a million pieces towards the screen or away from the you know whatever it's it's one of those types yeah, of Yeah, that's a special ability. He collects floating... Yeah, he... Uh, yeah, uh, uh, you have to collect three, three... Yeah, you have to collect three three floating balls to be able to do that. Um, and that special attack allows you to be able to kill enemies on the screen, which is very nice. Yeah. So. But, uh... Yeah, it's... Yeah, so it's like... I definitely agree with... Yes, I definitely agree with Joe. This game has a lot of promise. I mean, for what it, I mean, like you know, if they, if they kept the Sonic style gameplay and presentation with the speed and the rush and maybe even some of the, some some of the some of the vertical stuff like the loop de loops and whatnot, the game would have been fine. I think if they mixed it up. Um, you know, I think that would have been more yeah, palatable so. for people, which is just like, if you had a stage where it was sort of straight ahead, but it still had a, a big sense of speed. Um, but maybe you know save the the crazy physics stuff for like every other level or yeah i mean what how did sonic do it right like sonic one like okay we're gonna have a spinny thing in this game but we're gonna right. save it for the bonus stages 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, and Sonic was fine, like, of that. Like, you know, I never got sick uh, from Sonic. On, on the so, balls, another but... example where the screen constantly <laughs> rotates Mode 7 style. Uh, yes, on the balls, another that's... game that kind of makes me motion sick a yeah, bit. Yeah, that, so. that one does it a little better because it doesn't scroll as fast. And and the, I think the, the key difference is it's kind of like a labyrinth-style yeah. game, right? Uh, sure, yeah, it, yeah. But you have control of the perspective. In this game, you really don't. <laughs> no, because it's always moving on you, so... It's like, really, uh, really, just like, just like, I don't know what, what you guys think, but my just a feeling, a, a feeling of this game, like, the end of the day, if I was asked to sum it up, like, one sentence, would be like, yeah. it's a tech demo. Yep. It, it really, really just shows is. What the game... It's like demo scene <laughs> yeah. the game. Yeah, yeah, demo scene, mode seven, like, here's what the Super Nintendo can do. Um, taken in that There's context, some... if it was a homebrew game, I, I'd be right. like, I'm all for this. This is great. Yeah. Um, but they were charging, like, 60 bones for people to pony up right. and play this game. Probably about that, yeah. Uh, 50, so. $50, $60 just to play this. Uh, you know, I I don't know if I could justify that. Like, I, I'm weirdly intrigued uh, and horrified <laughs> and fascinated playing this game. Uh, there are a lot of layers. I, I, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, the motion sickness, just the weird perspective switches and not knowing where you are in the level. But at the same time, it's like... There's these, this cool sense of um, finding secrets that I like. I like that there are places you can go where you can find hidden CDs or you can um, you know, get hidden health boosts or find hidden power-ups. Um, I, I like that. I like the, the transformations that kind of remind me of Plock or remind me of, you know, Yoshi's Island uh, where your guy mm. kind of transforms a bit. Um where it's like, oh look, he's got a tire, or now he can. The best one by far was probably the the ability to Agreed. fly. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm down for that. <laughs> yeah. There's one also. There's one. Also, yeah, I I also didn't know this uh, know this until I was uh, until after I was done playing the game and doing. Uh, I moved on to the research the research research phase of this because this would also have pissed me off big time like if I known this about playing the game. Um, there are bonus stages you can unlock in every stage by finding like CDs. Yeah. So, in order to get the best ending of the game, you have to you have to visit all the the bonus stages. I mean, that, that sounds kind of yeah. like a Sonic, like a carryover from yeah. Sonic, like get all the chaos. Emeralds. That's terrible. No, yeah, like no game should do that to you. It's not fair. I, it's like you know. Yeah, I I agree with you. Where it's just like, oh man, how aren't I already enough <laughs> of a glutton for punishment from this game? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, and and if they made the bonus stages more fun then i'd be like cool all right i'm down for that or easier to find some or cases. easier to find i mean they're not bad <laughs> but i mean it wasn't like sonic always had the best bonus stages but oh yeah definitely yeah well mario had some good ones too but, but yeah you wanted but, those yeah. those bonus stages to kind of break up the flow yeah. of the gameplay and offer you something sure. different um or just a little break uh so yeah it was it was kind of interesting that like because i remember I, I didn't beat the game, but I watched the speed run of it on ADG PDQ. Uh, yeah, yep. I was going to comment on that because this game is weirdly popular with like speedrun for some reason. So, <laughs> well, one particular speedrunner, it was so popular with him, in fact, that he did that speed run. Apparently, he had submitted it to uh, Awesome Games Done Quick for years before they accepted it <laughs> into their awful games block. 
Uh, and then during that stream, he mentioned that he was able to get in contact with the programmer of the game, uh, oh, cool. which is really cool. He got in contact with the programmer of the game, had a correspondence, was able to show him his speed runs, and the programmer sent him a beta copy of <laughs> the game. Uh, oh, awesome! So he was able to show some of the, check out some of the stuff that was left on the cutting room floor, which I thought was fascinating, and then. Uh, see a little bit more of the behind the scenes uh, and see mm. what, what yeah, what, what got left out. So, I I think it's it's a curio. It's definitely not for everyone, but I think it's cool that I, I had the same experience uh, maybe not the same experience, but someone speed they did a speed run of The Mask and I'd never played that game on Super Nintendo, but it's another one that goes really, really fast and doesn't have problems with, uh, you know, shooting you mm. from one side of the screen to the other, um, and has some incredible speed runs for it that, that are worth checking out, mm. um, and really crazy animations and just really fluid and uh, another flawed game that I think is like. It, you know, like it's kind of like with movies. There's going to be these movies that we know are are objectively not great, um, but it's hard for me to say. Like I know when a game is just bad, and and there is no redeeming value. This yeah. is at least interesting. Yeah, and there are those movies yeah. too that are like yeah. that, where it's like, okay, I know what they were trying to do here, and I can appreciate it. Yep. Yeah, de yep, definitely. So I agree with all that. I mean, uh, just a. Uh, by the way, uh, it seems like the best. Uh, uh, but by the way, it seems like the best speed run time I could find in this game was just short. It was short twenty eight minutes. So, uh, so that's pretty good. I think an average an average gameplay mm -hmm. would like be about like an hour long. Probably go through this game because um, there's like fourteen worlds, seven stages. I'm, I'm sorry, seven worlds, fourteen stages, like two stages, like two stages, like each world. So, uh, there is there is there is at least there is, there is at least a password system. So like you could like uh, um you know continue that way if they want to. Yeah, it's so a there's hard that hard game, especially as you get yeah. going. Uh, just like with yeah. the, the spike deaths and traps and things. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. And also like the way you die is kind of insane. Uh, he just kind of like turns yeah. into a puddle of goop, and his head just kind of <laughs> flops off. Yeah, this game would have definitely, yep, uh, definitely benefited from at least the checkpoint yeah. system. I appreciate that they gave you the option of like the password system, but uh, I I think some of the levels were just way too big, and a checkpoint system would have been fantastic. It's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, yeah, even with the map, knowing oh, the, uh, there yeah, is a checkpoint map, system. Like to go. There is a checkpoint system. Yeah, uh, but the game doesn't do a good okay. job of explaining it. Uh, but there are these these uh, big yellow balls that you can run past that I think turn into X's, oh, and they okay. are your checkpoints. Oh yeah, that's right. I do remember like see. Yeah, I saw those. And I never made the connection. Well, it doesn't. Did, it doesn't so. do a good job telling you like many things in this game. Where it's yeah. like you either have to read the manual or just kind of figure it out. So I don't blame you one bit uh, for not necessarily knowing about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you know, 
Yeah, so, uh, like in the end, um, you know, besides this game being an interesting tech demo in some ways, it's just like, there are a lot of interesting ideas and concepts, the concepts that were being tried in this game, it just didn't, like, work, it, it, it's like, just the way that all came together did not make mm. for a very smooth, palatable game, unfortunately. Yeah, and so, we've, we've seen games but, like that, or games that really push the limits, um, but you still have to have a marketable game that can appeal you know, to a wide audience. And then it's like, you look at this game, you're just yeah. like, okay, who are they trying? Who is the market audience for this game? Is it teenagers uh, that were into like mascot platformers, kids? Like, because you read the manual and it reads like a manual for a kid's game, like, you know, stuff that kids would get into. But then you play the game, you're just like, okay, like this is really hard. And, and it makes me also think that like, you know, Greg, uh, your, I think uh, you've told me in the past. Was it your mom? Did she work or run a a rental store? She managed a video yeah, store. Yeah, she managed yes. a video store. So going back to that, there was this whole bygone era where games had to be hard because people would rent them and beat them, um, or they would buy mm. them and just return them uh, and get their money back. And so there was this big push. That thankfully, I think thankfully, kind of went away. Uh, like I like really hard games as much as the next person, but um, I there are some things I don't miss about you know just games being punishing yeah. the unfair points. Oh yeah, sure. You know, and also the fact those games are still around if you want to, like for example, like Dark yeah. Souls. So it's like you know, um, but but like so yeah, so yeah, so like you're the kind of gamer who wants that challenge. It's out there for you, believe me. So, but, uh, but yeah, as I, so but yeah, like I definitely agree with you. It's like you know, I think this game. Having having said that, I don't think this game is a bad platformer. No. I, 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 you know, I, you know, I played worse. I think if you're, um, you know, I, I think if you're somebody who enjoys platformers and and very like weird weird oddball games. Yeah. And doesn't um, and you can tolerate playing it without getting sick. This is definitely a game worth checking out because yeah. I never heard of this game before, and I'm sure a lot of other people who have listened to this podcast have never heard of it either. So it's like you know, like shine. So shining some light on this game is a good thing, I think. Uh, like at the end of the day, yeah, I I agree with you, and I think um, yeah, the more people who check it out, the better. Uh, just you know, have your drama mean ready. Um, <laughs> no, I think I, it's actually not a bad idea. I should have done that. Right? I think most people will be okay. <laughs> but um, the, one thing that we didn't really touch on was um, the jumping physics are a little, a little different than your average platformer. There's yeah. a little bit more of a float. Um, mm, yeah. It's a little bit faster than like jumping in a fight, like in a. Like a virtual fighter game, <laughs> but not by much, because it's like he does a really floaty jump. Um, but I almost wonder what it would be like with the jump physics of, say, Sonic. Uh, mm. You know, if you jumped faster, would that yeah. just make it even harder? Does the ability to jump slower make it easier to time some of these leaps onto platforms or away from, you know, enemies? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thought. Um, Joe, do you have anything else you, that you want to say about this game? Uh, no, closing I mean, that I, like Aaron I, said, I haven't I, already touched know, on. I really wanted to enjoy this game, and uh, like, like I said, 
Right. I mean, this game is an acid trip, let's be honest. And, like, you can tell because, like, you start up the game right, and it looks right. like a literal yep, acid you're trip. You're absolutely right. And, like, the, the motion sickness was probably the biggest thing for me. And I think if I was able to, uh, you know, maybe have it on my... I probably should have hooked my computer up to the TV and played that way instead of sitting at my desk only, you know, 12 inches away from the screen and playing it. But, um, you know... <laughs> Getting lost and literally 45 minutes on just that first section uh, really kind of killed the game for me. Like I could, I saw the potential. Yeah. Um, I was able to get the uh, the wheel power up. I was able to get the wings power up. So I got to experience at least that part of it. Um, but when I finally collected enough CDs and that portal opened up, and I was taken to the next level. Or I should say the next section of the uh, factory. I was very pleased to get to that to that that new section, and then I was even happier when I beat that boss. Because when I got to that boss, that was where I, I powered it off. I was like, I I've seen enough. I I can form an opinion. I was like, there's walkthroughs <laughs> I can look online. I was like, I wanted to play. I really did. And when I saw a video of like um, the underwater level where he's swimming, and you're right, the, the animation there is fantastic. I really wish I could have experienced some of those levels, and I probably should have looked the passwords up so that I could. But you know, it is what it is. Like that, you know what they say: first impressions are everything. And the first impression almost made me hurl. So. <laughs> <laughs> Could yeah. you imagine if this game was a, a yeah, right. this game was a first date? Uh, you'd survive the night. <laughs> I had a, I was like, I remember I had a first date where the, uh, the gal uh, almost threw up on me. So, oh lord, yeah, that's true. Oh, Joe, could have been worse. It could have been a timer. That's true. <laughs> I am so glad there was no timer because if there was a timer, I, I oh, that would have been unplayable. Then. It would have been unplayable. Um, I'm. Well, I am glad there was a map. I'm sad that Joe didn't get to experience that because that yeah, that part very is, is actually pretty cool. I didn't and know there was a map. <laughs> it's interesting that you can just you can right. rotate it as much as you want or not at all, and then you can just look yeah. at the the map, and then you see that like, oh, okay, this make this is much more oh, logical than I thought it I was. To, sorry, and um, you, the other thing I wanted to touch on was yeah. I really like that. No, go ahead. The, again, this is like lost potential, but like you could hit the left and right shoulder button and kind of slightly rotate where you were yeah. at. So and it was the like lean, but it didn't. Oh yeah, yep, 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 yeah. And that could oh, change see, gravity a little notice, bit too. But it was like I don't know. It's like I felt like it was an unfinished part. Like you know what I mean? Like they had an idea so that you could see a little more of what you were doing in, in that specific area, but it wasn't enough. You know what I mean? And then. Uh, the, the other thing is not being yeah. able to pick up CDs when if you're I... in your little spin ball was infuriating because you know especially like that first section where like <laughs> yeah. you got those little, yeah that was like, aggravating I called them the Twizzlers of Death um, flip flopping back and forth like that's the only way you can get through there and like you're missing CDs and I had to backtrack to go you know collect some and whatever else but you know. <laughs> Yeah, I can understand why you would do that for like the 
so you don't get sucked into a right. vortex when you're on the bonus stage, but I would much prefer being able to collect... And, and there's no logical reason. Um, there's a, no logical reason for a lot of things in this game, but there's no logical reason why you shouldn't right. be able to pick up CDs. Uh, <laughs> come on, man. It's the 90s. Uh, I've got a Walkman <laughs> strapped to my hip sack here. Uh, my skin sack. I, I can't tell what it is he's wearing there. Um... He's, you know, it's just like, come on. He should be able to pick up yeah, all the absolutely. CDs as a little heart desires. Yes, yep, yep, it's definitely true. So, but, uh, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, before we move on here to wrap things up, uh, do either one of you have any final thoughts you want to say about the game itself before I, that before I talk about some other stuff here to, to finish the, uh, to finish the game up? Uh, brought to you by William <laughs> S. Sessions. Winners don't use drugs. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I really, I really want to know what this game's going for. <laughs> well, <in all> um, <laughs> I, I bet you the okay, price has uh, gone up. I, I bet. Uh, it's not that bad, all things considered. Probably because it is an obscure game. Uh, I'll touch about that in just sure. a moment. So, um, if you use this game at the time the game came out were pretty average, middle of the road. Uh, many of the people talking about the... Um, so, uh, Next Generation Game Players were the... Uh, so, two of the big magazines that covered the game. And they and they mentioned the same pros and cons about the game that we, the, the game that we already have, have touched on. Uh, with one exception, which I hadn't thought about before in the past, but I but now I think about it, he's right. One of the viewers mentioned, mentioned that one of the problems of the game is the enemies yeah. are all very generic, bland, yes. easy-to-kill guys. Which... Yeah, it's true. They are kind of secondary it's to the... It it's almost reminds me of Knuckles Chaotix, where the enemies are secondary mm -hmm. to the design of the game. They mm -hmm. are more there to fill space in the stage than to really yeah. do much more than um, obstruct your speed. Whereas yeah. like in the yeah. other Sonic games, the enemies were designed uh, in much more interesting ways. So yeah, I feel that. So yeah, so just to give some examples. Next generation gave like three out of five stars. Game players, game players gave seventy three of a bit of a hundred. Um, sorry, seventy one out of a hundred. Uh, a magazine called Total out of Germany gave it like three out of six stars. So yeah, like very middle average of the road uh, like views for this game. So um, there is a kind of an Easter egg per se um, that if you want to, there's yeah. there, there's a secret there's a secret there's a secret, there's a secret message password that you can put in. Uh, to see secret messages if you want to. So, uh, I don't know what the purpose of this is. It's just kind of like eye candy or just like something defined for bragging rights or whatever, but they are there. I found something, too. So, might not know this. Yeah. Pause the game, and you can change the volume to 11. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, yeah a, that's pretty a cool. Hidden, so, there's a Spinal <laughs> Tap reference in this game, which I think is great. Uh, so, they did have a sense of humor <laughs> somewhere buried in here. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, you can change the volume to 11. It's pretty yeah. neat. Yeah, so, yeah, that's cool. So, I mentioned eBay. Uh, this game is relatively uncommon on eBay. Uh, I'm, not uh, I'm not shocked by that because the fact this was a late game release for the system and also the fact that I probably didn't get a very big print run. So, um, you can find the game on there. It just you don't have a lot of copies to pick from. I found, uh, only, I found only five copies I sold recently in the last nine days. Before like four copies of the game actually listed on there for sale, like right now. So, 
Um, these prices include shipping. The prices are not that bad when you factor that uh, they're not bad. They're not that are not that bad when you factor in the fact that this is, that, that this has to be like an uncommon game. Um, I think they think that these prices are held down a little bit because of the fact mm. that because of the fact that it's kind of an obscure game per se. But um, anyway, um, these prices include shipping. Uh, out of the five copies that out of the five copies that sold recently, three of them are cart only. Those sold for thirty, the thirty-five and forty-eight dollars. And the CIB copies sold for fifty-five and sixty-two dollars, but both those copies, like, both those copies, like are very bad shape physically. So uh, there are uh, there there are a couple cop there are a few copies of the game being sold right now, currently as of the time of recording this, that are that are in great shape, like mint, the, the mint condition boxes and manuals. Uh, they're asking anywhere for hundred to for hundred two hundred dollars for those copies. So um, hey. Uh, I also saw a copy of the manual by itself in mint condition. It's not even we sold recently for forty dollars. So, um, yeah. So it's like an, uh, so it's another example of like a game that's not that hard, uh, not 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 that expensive in cart form. But if you want it, a, a great a great yep. a great condition yep. CIB copy, huh. you got to pay for it. I actually expected it so. to be higher, to be honest. So anyway. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, it's like, I, I think it would be if the game was popular, but, um, I think the reason it's, uh, um, you know, I think yeah, the reason it's yeah. so cheap is just because That's nobody, the, like, cares about it. So. Yeah. But, anyway. So, yeah. Definitely, definitely a very interesting, interesting, flawed game. Um, you know, I guess that, um, you know, I guess that summary... So I guess that I, I, I guess that I would just like uh, use the same summary for the game that the reviewer for GamePro did back <laughs> in the day when he said different yes fun no. So I mean like I that that that's a little harsh. I did I did have some fun with this is game. This, is this game describing <laughs> my life? Wasted potential? Is it just wasted potential? Is that what's happening? <laughs> Could be yeah. So. But so. I mean, you know, yeah. So I, I mean, I, I never would have even played this game probably, probably if Aaron had brought it to our attention. So I do thank you for that. At least, hey, Aaron, you're welcome. So. I think it's just crazy uh, that that a game came out well before Super Mario Galaxy did that explored the running around yeah. the surface of a planet, you know, with mm-hmm. crazy gravity. Uh, which it makes me wonder, like, hey, well, this came out on a Nintendo platform. Did Nintendo ever see this game and go, "Hey, let's take that concept and blow it way, way up and make it more palatable"? Yeah, they yeah. could have. I, I mean, I can, I, I, who knows? I can't but, think. You know, of, you know, if you guys can think of any other games that did the spinny around a thingy type gameplay, I can't think of many others that did like quite like this. I guess. So I guess maybe depending upon how you define it, maybe some of the, um, you know. You know, maybe the Katamari franchise because you are kind of like spinning around mm. as a ball on a world in those games. Okay. Maybe. So uh, yeah, but I, I getcha. There must have been like I mean, some the, games that that yeah. definitely did the mode seven thing of like, <laughs> yeah. oh, we're gonna rotate the stage and and like I remember that in like mm-hmm. you know Castlevania four and I think mm-hmm. Super yep. Ghouls and Ghosts. Uh, so yeah. they played with Activizer it. one and two used yeah, it a little bit. They, yes. they played so, with it. Yeah. Power Wings, um, uh, uh, Power Wings and F Zero for sure. Uh, also used it, so yeah. But. And then there was an indie game that messes mm. with perspective shifting, uh, but does it in a little bit more of a mannered way. That's not quite so crazy as this. And that was uh, it's called hmm. And Yet It Moves, which is an indie okay, game yeah. from about uh, ten to fifteen years ago. 
Yeah. But yeah, Aaron, just to follow up what you said earlier, as far as the as far as the actual like spinning the spinning the game screen around, uh, on the ball is the only the game I can think about that's you know it's close to this. Yeah. But as far as the actual like game perspective goes, like like of that. But even that game was tamer was tamer compared to this because this game forces you to move. Oh whereas on the ball like, really yeah, this game's very so. kinetic and it's very very yeah. fast and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It is impressive to see Super NES like chugging along, you know, chugging along like the speed though. Play like, very little slowdown. So like I will give the programmers credit for that. The programmers knew what they were doing. Yeah. So, I mean, like you know, like you know, that was always a big knock. That, yeah, yeah, that was always a big knock on like, Super NES. Like you couldn't do a, say, um, you know, couldn't do a slow. Um, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't. Right. You know, could do a Sonic, um, you know, Sonic style game. So yeah. I think. I think games like this kind of prove that it could be done the right people are programming and for. And even if you never play this game, I recommend going and checking out, I think his name's PJ, but but go mm, check yeah. out the it speed is. run of this game from Awesome Games Done Quick, um, yep. which yep. is amazing. And, and he, he unabashedly <laughs> loves this game. And I love games like that where there is that one fan where they know it's like a notoriously unloved game and they've kind of taken it under their wing and been like, but no, look, there's just so much more to this game than you realize, guys. You just have to give it a chance. Uh, I just love that quality and it's just a hilarious speed run because uh, he's he's joking the whole time because he know like someone asks him like, Hey, does the manual explain any of it? He's like, no, it, it, no, nope. it it, it's like the the game uh, tells half a story and just kind of says, ah, uh, who cares? <laughs> yep, uh, and also like I said before, like they have problems with that motion sickness. There are like uh, 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 there are. Uh, there are there are shake corrected versions of versions out there for you to watch. Like I posted one like in Discord chat, Joe. If you want to watch that later on to actually like see the game. Yeah, actually, actually uh, while we were it. talking, I actually had yeah. it playing in the background. Um, that's that rotation though. It it definitely is better, but that rotation is still killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, because I find that be like much more palatable to me. So. Oh, that's funny. But. I wonder if you could get a like, yeah, real-time like, emulation feature, then I think people would be down for that. <laughs> yeah, so the only other two games... Yeah, so the only other game I can think about off the top of my head that could the, 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 the kind of motion sickness, sickness besides this game, like, on the ball. Um, Aaron, did you ever play... Um, I don't remember the exact name... The, 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 I don't remember the exact name they gave to it. Uh, the F-Zero game, like, on the GameCube? Oh, uh, F-Zero GX. Or yes. AX. That one yeah, was like, AX yeah, in the arcade. Yeah, whatever yeah. it was. That one yeah. with this upside down upside down in the loop yep. loop courses. Oh. That game is the motion sickness. Yeah, that game is i think that was the game where it's like it's a great game, but it, they really couldn't go any further with yeah. F Zero after that. No, they couldn't. That's <laughs> what but. I felt like like okay, they've they've reached the pinnacle of like what they can do uh in terms of uh barf bag speeds. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a shame because it's a great game. I'm like, you know, yeah. I, uh, I actually like, uh, I, I actually like it better than the 64 one. And mm-hmm. uh, I can say something. That, that does just enforce the motion. Yeah. The motion, and I just just force the motion sickness has to be. It plays a problem in some stages. So, yeah. but yeah, but yeah, like Sega, Sega knew what they're doing in that game. I mean, like you know, the gameplay, the remix music, 
It's like, you know, the, um, the, the graphics are all top-notch. You know, if you could give medals and awards to games that actually <laughs> made you motion sick, then, uh, you know, I, I think that would be great. Mm -hmm. And I'd give this one uh, a gold star <laughs> ribbon or a, uh, you know, I I don't yeah. know what to say. Like, I, I think uh, more games should push the boundaries. Maybe not make you sick or if you have epilepsy, uh, you know, <laughs> give you a seizure. But uh, I, yeah. I, I think... It's just really cool that, that something like this exists on the Super Nintendo yeah. in the first place. Oh, uh, definitely. I'm, yep. I'm hard-pressed to that. find a game on the system quite like this or that mm -hmm. reaches as far as this game does and doesn't quite grasp what it wants to do. But, goodness, <laughs> it just reaches for it. Hmm. Yeah. Nope. Yep, I definitely agree with that. So, but anyway. Uh, yeah, so uh, thank you again for Aaron for coming on the podcast here to, once again to, to to talk about another obscure <laughs> game, like very fitting for you yep. and So, uh, <laughs> And Sonic. Um, it's Sonic worthy, so it's <laughs> it's almost Genesis Gems. <laughs> yes. Um, speaking about that, uh, do you have any... Do you have any podcast projects, um, et cetera, that you want to like plug um, that you haven't already talked about earlier? Um, okay, so we got Genesis Gems, which is the most current thing I do. And then I'm also on the Bit Brothers Network with Two Dudes in an S, um, our main rivals. For some reason, we're not rivals with the, the SNES podcast, guys. Uh, <laughs> well, we need to join you, right. probably. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> We kind of do this thing with uh, Two Dudes in a Nest where um, we will do a monthly roundup show every now and then. And that's sort of just a shooting the breeze with friends and then catching up on games we've been playing. So, uh, and, and answering questions from, uh, from our listeners. So, um, sometimes that, you know, sometimes you want to talk about the modern stuff. Sometimes it's retro. It just is kind of a, a grab bag of all that stuff. So, there you go. Okay, cool. Well, once again, Aaron, we appreciate you being on the podcast with us. Uh, we'll have to have you back in some point in the future. So, um, but uh, but yeah, so can always count on you to yeah, can always count on you to, to, to bring some very interesting games to table for to, to table for us to look at. You know, like I said, <laughs> like I said, like I said, I, I never would have played this if it wasn't for you. So, uh, if anything, this game's very interesting. So, uh, thank you again for it. I yeah, you know it. what? Uh, I'm just lining you up for more punishment. So the next time you want to have me on, I will just have to find the next punishing game. <laughs> well, no, I swear it's not all. Not, I swear yeah. there are some Super Nintendo games I like that are not <laughs> just there to torture you. Uh, as I recall, not to throw anybody under the bus, I uh, think Joe's yeah, one of I mean, out of the list this, that was so. given, I did pick this. To be fair. Oh, that's yeah. right. I have a list of games. I don't remember all the ones yes. that I said, oh, yeah. you've got this one and this one. And um, and I think that one looked the most right. interesting to him. So it's like, okay, let's go for that. <laughs> yeah, so, but that's okay. <laughs> but already, uh, Aaron, thank you again, uh, as yeah. always, like being in the podcast with us. Appreciate it. Of course. Um, Joe, thank you again, as, thank you again, as always, like joining, uh, for joining me. Uh, next time on the podcast, we're having another guest host, another an, another person coming back to the podcast after a long hiatus. Uh, we're very pleased to be to, we're, we're, we're pleased to once again have uh, Phil, uh, aka the No Square Gamer, coming back on the podcast to talk about a game with us. 
in light of the recent Godzilla movie release, we're going to be covering uh, Super Godzilla on the system. So, uh, because he yep. is a Godzilla fan, just like I am, and just like Joe is too, I yep. think. I think Absolutely. I've asked you about this already before, Joe, right? Okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, so we'll have him on the podcast to talk about that game with us. So, um, as always, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, etc., feel free to either email them to the SNES podcast at yahoo.com, or you can also join us on Facebook and post your, post your, thoughts, your thoughts there. Finally, I want to give a very special shout-out and, spe- and special recognition uh, to former co-host uh, George. Uh, even after George had to step down from podcast with me uh, last year, he still agreed to edit the podcast for us. Uh, last episode was the last episode that he, had to, that he edited for us. This episode is going to be the first one that somebody else is going to be editing for us. So I wanted to thank, uh, so I wanted to thank uh, George again for all his time in the podcast, both as a listener, a co-host, and also for editing the podcast for us. And so... Uh, thank you again for your appreciation, uh, appreciation, yes, hard work, you. and time dedicated in the podcast. It, like it means a lot to us. So, uh, thanks again as always, guys, and we'll catch you again next time. And like, uh, yeah, yeah, one, yeah, one piece of advice: if you if you, if you want to get the, if you want to get to get this game a shot, <laughs> uh, don't eat first. <laughs> oh, ain't it the truth? Uh-huh. All right, uh, take care, all. <laughs> Later.